I'm excited to talk about my sponsors today, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage Group. Amazing, amazing group. This is a teacher. This is, uh, Gay was a teacher. She is a teacher still. You need to learn this is the type of uh, environment you want to be in because she's going to help you understand why. And I think that's the hardest part of this business is understanding why. Why is the red one popular when the green one isn't? Well, there's usually a reason. And what Gay does is probably parse that better than anybody, and she'll explain the reasons for those things. I think that's really powerful. Yes, she puts out a list. You're going to get, uh, get use of that list if you get in the group. Now, here's the deal. The group isn't always open, right? So you get on the waiting list, and you can join the waiting list through my link. Um, doesn't cost you anything to, to get on a waiting list. And if you uh, like her service, which I find that most people do, and that's why there's not so many openings, um, you'll be with her for a long time. And so it's AmazingFreedom.com. She's part of Andy Slamet's group. AmazingFreedom.com forward slash momentum, and you're going to get in the waiting list. That's all I can get you on right now. You can use my name and see if that gets you anywhere. But what I like about in that, uh, what I like about what they teach in that group are the things that are going on, you know, the current things. I've seen a lot of stuff going on about stores going out of business. Well, here's where an opportunity is. Here's why you want to do this. Hey, be cautious about this, you know, with Toys R Us coming out. You got to think about this. And that's the learning that you need to do. And gay is better than anybody else I've seen. So um, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum will get you to the waiting list. Then hopefully it can get you in the group and then you're going to see me in there and uh, we can chat anytime you're ready. Karen Locker's group, Solutions, the number four e-commerce, solutions4ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you 50 bucks. Karen's our account manager. We recommend her to everyone because she's done so well for us. I mean, that's quite frankly the reason we've been paying her for the last few years, but she's become an important part of our team. Her and her team are so involved in our account. I just see the emails coming back and forth. Hey, we did this for you. I just saw two listings today. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did they show up? I didn't put any listings up. They got, uh, they got uh, set off to the side by Amazon, and they reactivated them for me. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that just happens when you have a strong team, and I can't recommend Karen enough. If you use uh, my code Momentum, Karen pays me. I don't want to hide that. Of course, we all know that, but you're going to save $50, and it's a great opportunity to really, really um, build out your team with somebody you can trust. That's why I recommend them. So solutions for e-commerce, solutions, the number for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50. Oh, and by the way, she's going to do an inventory health report. Why is that important? Well, guess what? Fees are going up. Is your inventory health number declining like ours is? Well, here's why, and here's what they can do. What I like is I get a spreadsheet from them, and it says, hey, um, here's a bunch of inventory. Here's what we recommend. And I'm like, yep refund, I mean, uh, delete, uh, return to us, blah, 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 whatever it is, and it's or destroy, and it just happens. That's what I like. The other thing that I have Karen help me with a lot is creating new listings. You know, we do a lot of the research ourselves, we upload our images, and then boom, magically the listing goes live, and I don't have to worry about it. Those are the services that Karen offers. Can't recommend her enough. Solutions for ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Save 50 bucks. Use my code you save $50 a month every single month, and it's a great service. Plus, you get that free inventory health report. I think it's a really powerful way. So I can't uh, – I'm so excited how many people have been joining her because I see it. And I'm excited because the, the messages I get from people are saying, hey, this is great. I finally feel like I can focus on something else because Karen and her team are watching this for me. And, you know, I highly recommend her. Next up is Scale, uh, Seller Labs and Scope. <laughs> I almost said it wrong. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it really is amazing when you sit back and think about, hey, I want to get this product up, and it's similar to this product, and that's sim that product does well. Well, therefore, if that product does well, they have the right keywords. They have chosen things correctly. So guess what? Use scope, and you can see all that stuff. And that's what the, the most powerful thing in the world is, to copy somebody who's done it right. That's what you want to – you want to take advantage of that, right? I mean, it's, it's fair – uh, to see, and so therefore you could take and apply it to your listing and immediately get that same benefit. That's what Scope does for me. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. It's going to save you $50 on the service. Oh, by the way, it's free to try. So sign up, try it, and say, oh, this is how it's done. Boom. And then you're going to, the light's going to go on and you're going to be like, man, I can get my products out there. I just can't wait. 
can't wait. Sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. The other day, I bought another domain. Yes, I bought another domain. It's almost like uh, I'm admitting guilt. But it's because I had an idea, and it was something that was a pretty good idea. I think it's going to go pretty far. And so what do I do? I go to trygodaddy.com forward slash momentum and save 30%. So domains aren't very expensive. You get a few services. It adds up a little bit. And I usually buy three years. I usually buy privacy. By the way, I recommend that too. Buy that. You know, it's not that much money, but when you can save 30%, it makes it that much sweeter. And it makes it easier uh, when you're buying domains, and especially if you buy a bunch of domains. I am a domain collector, and so I do tend to do that. But that 30% makes it a lot easier. And I use GoDaddy because what I like is I can pop in an address I'm thinking, and it'll say, nope, nope, try this version or try this extension. And then, boom, there it is. Hey, you better hurry before it goes away. And they're right. you know. And so try GoDaddy.com forward slash momentum, save 30%. Also, I want to mention about Grasshopper. Was I just talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, oh, yeah, I use this company called Grasshopper. I'm like, dude, did you buy it through my link and save 30%? Hello? No, they missed that. So save 30%. It's trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. No surprise there, but you're going to save 30%. And what the, the real cool part about that is they're using it for their private label business, and it gives them virtually a second phone on their current phone without having to get another number. They can make up a vanity number. They don't have to go and do all the grief and, and sign long contracts. Pretty easy stuff. And so if you're creating a brand that you want to identify, you want to look professional, you want to look like a real company, Grasshopper is a great tool. It's an app you put on your existing phone, and boom, you now have a customer service department. You now have a sales department. You now have a manufacturing division. You could forward it to somebody else. You can have it go to different voicemails, different departments, and it's all included. So trygrasshopper.com forward slash momentum. Save 30%. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 311, Gary Ray. Let me just tell you, this is a very moving podcast. And yes, I'm going to be man enough to say at the end, I was crying and tough, you know. And so I will tell you, this isn't going to teach you how to run a PPC campaign. We're not going to tell you the tape to use on the box or any of that kind of stuff. But we are going to tell you about life and some of the challenges in life. And Gary will tell you, you know, he's had a few challenges in life and you're going to hear some of him, but he doesn't feel sorry, you know, and it's interesting how he never let them define him. Uh, very inspiring, very moving, very moving to me. Um, it's just, it's just so cool that I get to meet people like this and to find them in my life. Oh, I'm so much richer for it. Let's get into the story. All right, welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very, very excited about today's guest. Uh, somebody who was recommended. Actually, I think this is the second time his name has come up, and you know, I chased him for a little bit. He's very busy, uh, very cool, southern voice, very calming, calmer than mine. I think Gary. Ray. Welcome, Gary. Thanks, Stephen. I appreciate a lot. That was such a nice intro. Actually, I think you're the voice that all of us would want to have on speed dial in case we were ever on top of a two-story building about to jump and we need to call somebody to talk us down because you have the most soothing NPR-type radio voice perhaps I've ever heard on these podcasts. That's really funny. That's very kind of you. Um, so, hey, Gary, life isn't that bad. Please, <laughs> please come on down. Come off the ledge. Oh, yeah, oh, Gary, if you are going to jump, can you at least land right here instead of right there? <laughs> yeah, please think of the family, Gary. Come on. You've got a lot to live for. All right. So you can record that and use that back if it, life ever gets tough. Thanks, but life, man. I appreciate it. Life isn't tough for you. You know, it's funny. We're almost the same age. You're a little teeny little bit older than me. But isn't it cool for us old dudes to have a start over, not like you're running away from something, just because you can to me, that's such a cool thing about you and I. Actually, that is, uh, I did not know that's how you were going to start the interview, but that is absolutely correct. Uh, just because you can. I like that. Like Sir Edmund Hillary in climbing uh, Mount Everest or any challenge in life, the way we got into the Amazon space, we had zero e-retail experience at all. 
Uh, I'm in the insurance industry, and we got into this because we were empty nesters, and my wife wanted something to do three years ago, and we've sold a little over $2 million now, and we had no previous experience at all, and now we're moving toward PL. But it was simply just because we could, and we were just kind of bored, and it really has taken off, and it's done awesome. And a lot of it, by the way, is because of your podcast. I think you've done over 300 podcasts, and I've probably listened to 200-plus of them. So a lot of it goes uh, to people like you that just been free enough to talents for those people like us who want to learn. That's very kind of you. Um, what I also found fascinating with you is that you started selling insurance at 18. To me, aren't you supposed to go to college, Gary? Weren't you going to be, I don't know what you're going to be, but you were supposed to go to college. You weren't supposed to get into sales. How do you yeah. get there? How do, how do you, no, but early on, when you think back, did you show traits, and this is an ego thing that I want you to swallow your pride and admit, that you had it at 12, 13, you were selling your parents something, you were selling your grandparents something, your friends, what was it? Well, I, I no one has really ever asked me that question before, and I, I've been blessed enough to be interviewed by other channels before too, but nobody's ever really asked me that. I was raised uh, lower middle class to almost poor, and not because of bad parents. I had the world's best Christian parents raised in central Kentucky, and but my dad didn't make much money, and then we had a small farm. And I actually remember in the eighth grade, there was a class school trip. And again, I was born in 1962, so you can do the math and figure out what year that was in the 70s, and the class had a field trip, and it cost $5 to go on this field trip, and everybody in the class went on this field trip, but me, I didn't have the $5, and actually, I had it that I had worked for, but I personally wouldn't spend that, I had maybe $9 to my name, but my parents didn't have the $5 for me to go, so every kid in the class got to go, but me, and I actually was very embarrassed, because my girlfriend at the time broke up with me. Because of uh, that? Yeah, because of this, she was embarrassed that I couldn't go, and all the other mm. kids could go. So at a young age, I really did want to make money. I used to sit in church, and while church service was going on, instead of listening to the minister or whatever, I would actually daydream. And I actually learned at a young age that salespeople were some of the happiest people I ever met. So at 18 years old, I'm blind in my left eye. I have a right hand that's crippled from childhood. I've had seven surgeries. I've, I've uh, had my head sewn up six times from various accidents. So I didn't have no college background. My father and mother, neither one even graduated high school. But we had a wonderful life, but we just didn't have any money, and I didn't like that. So at a young age, I started an insurance business. I immediately became associated with a very wealthy man who put me under his wing and taught me the trade at 18. I started selling insurance, at, like I said, when I was 18. The very first day out in the field selling, I actually, um, not to be graphic here. I, I don't want to lose any friends by saying such a blunt word, but I actually threw up and I, I'm not a person with a weak stomach. I'm six, one fairly strong. So I'm not a person that's weak like that, but I was so scared to death. I was going to go door to door, knocking on doors. And I did. And at the end of that week, uh, I had set the company sales record. I had sold the most that had ever been sold the first week out or ever in a week's time. So I immediately knew that the Lord and his good mercies was having his gentle care on me. And he knew I wanted to work. He knew I wanted to labor. He knew I didn't want no handouts. He knew I wanted to succeed. And I fervently believe, and I've always given him the credit for putting me in a business like the insurance business. So I went on, trained agents, um, built an agency of agents, not necessarily a brick and mortar agency, but an agency of people. And they live in various states now. And I've been in the insurance business from 1981 to now, so that is 37 years. I've made a six-figure income since I was in my 20s. And, you know, life's been good to me. I attempted, or I didn't really attempt, but I loaded a gun when I was a teenager and almost uh, committed suicide. I was so depressed. Because of um, your injuries. I was, I had also been sexually molested as a child by a relative, and I took care of that when I became an adult. Um, I went and confronted him over it and took care of that issue. But uh, I, I had all of these, you know, things in life seemingly going against me. But when I met this man, it introduced me to some very successful people. You and I were talking before we went on the air. I got to know Zig Ziglar. 
And, and I, I got around these people that were successful. The dean of Case Western Reserve University, Richard Osborne, I got to know him when I was young. And I got around these people, and the one thing I understood was, A, never feel sorry for yourself. Don't ever suck your thumb and go, bless my heart, life's been so rough on me. Because nothing will sink you or cripple you faster than an emotional crutch. And I, so I learned real quick that I cannot feel sorry for myself just because life hasn't been perfect, that the biggest helping hand I will ever have in my life is at the end of my own sleeve, that this is the United States of America. If you can't be successful in America, you can't be successful anywhere. And because I've traveled a decent amount, like we went to China, to Iwu, China a few months ago, I've understood that truly America is the land of opportunity. So I just decided the old fashioned bootstrap to work hard save my money and invest it. And I chose work and success over golf and fishing. And but let me ask you this. The Lord's so, blessed me. It's been good. Because, I mean, it's an incredible story. But what did that man see in you? Because I think that that's, that's one of the things that, you know, I just met a kid the other day, and I see it in him. I could just see it. I mean, he's me, but better at that young age, and I think to myself, oh my goodness, if this kid gets a little bit of a help, some help and a push, he's going to be phenomenal in life. And so I'm going to do that. I'm going to sow into him as I wish somebody would have done to me. What did this guy see in you? Because quite frankly, let's be candid here, you uh, you had some things not really going for you in absolutely. sales, right? You, you, oh, yeah, you were absolutely. not the, the, you know, don't, don't get offended by this. You weren't the Gary Cooper. You weren't the Pierce Brosnan of today, you know, Absolutely. look, right. No, uh, no you weren't that. And yet he saw something in you and then immediately he was able to pull you up or you pull it out of you. What was it when you look back? Well, you know, I have you asked off, him? I want to say, I, yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're still friends and, and he's that's very older cool. now and he's, that's very, very cool. obviously he's worth a lot of money and, and, uh, worth gobs and gobs of money as where I'm from. That's how we call it. And, uh, and he deserves it. He's tr a tremendous, terrific, terrific man. But I'm going to tell you something. First off, to the young man you are referencing that you recently met, that is a very blessed and yucky, lucky young man to meet Stephen Peterson and oh, Stephen looking at him. That's very kind of you. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. And, you, you know, and, nice. and all your listeners are saying the same thing right now. That is a lucky young man to to meet you and you see that in him. You know what I believe it is? I And I, this may sound corny. I don't really mind if it does. I believe it and you ask, so I'm going to answer. I actually believe it's God. I believe it's the good Lord and his mercies and the way he watches out over good people. And I was a good person that just needed somebody to love me and give me a shot at business and teach me mathematics, cash flow analysis, and teach me all of these different things about life, how to be good to people, how to have a good personality, work hard, show up early, leave late, dress for success, be honest, and to teach me all those things. And I believe the Lord said, that's a good guy. And if I prosper him, he'll do good in this world. And I really do. Honestly, I think, I just don't think there's any other answer other than it's God in his good mercies looking down and saying, you know what, I'm going to throw this person a bone. I'm going to give this person blessings by letting them meet somebody that can pass on to another generation, how to be well, successful. And that's what I want to ask you. Have you been able to do the same? And if so, what did you see in those people? Because there's so many people that would have said, hey, you know, I didn't go to college. I mean, I, 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 I resent when people say that now. Really successful. I mean, I know a lot of successful Amazon sellers that didn't go to college. And they, they're sort of embarrassed by it. And here I'm thinking to myself, you, you got the best education of anybody because you're having incredible success. What did college, what would college do for you? Here I am, a college graduate. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you've, you've got it figured out. To me, that's, that's the best uh, the best you could start with is if you figure it out. Some people need college to get it figured out. But if you could figure it out without it, good for you. So were you able to do this? Yeah. I, you know what? I would have loved to have had college. I didn't go because I didn't want to. I didn't go because I couldn't. Right. I, I didn't have no parents pushing me toward that young enough to get a strong enough you know, GPA or whatever. So I didn't have that. So I had to, to go into the blue collar type arena and then try to excel into a to a higher level. And I did. And as far as if I've helped others, yeah, but I believe I have, uh, I have a person that works for me now that makes a multiple six figure income and has for years. He, this particular person is the highest salesperson in 
one of our underwriters that we work for, which is a Fortune 500 company. He's number one in the entire company, and he works in my team. I hired him in a little hotel room, interviewing him years ago off of a blind ad in a newspaper. And I told him that if you listen to me, to everything I tell you to do, and never question it, as long as it doesn't violate the laws of God or man, do everything I ask you to do. And if you do, I promise you, you'll make more money than you've ever made. He looked me square in the eye and he said, I will. And he has. That's cool. He lives in a beautiful <laughs> home, makes tremendous income. And so, yeah, I, you know, I, I hope to think I have. Now I have six grandchildren or we have six grandchildren. So now I would like to sow a little bit of that in their lives so that when I'm gone, there can be some seeds of that continue on. Hmm. You know, let's move it forward to Amazon, right? So yeah. you've embraced that. Have you embraced the same approach uh, in selling to Amazon? Because there is, there's two schools of thought, and, and they're both probably right for them. There's one is, hey, what's mine is mine. You know, Gary, I like you, but, you know, business is business. I'm in, I'm in business to make money, period. And so, therefore, you know, I'm not sharing my knowledge with you. And then there are others who openly share. And in my experience, now you can tell them where I'm a little more biased, is they get rewarded for sharing. Um, and they don't share everything, of course not, but they share 98% of it sometimes, and they get rewarded, and sometimes rewarded and rewarded and rewarded for that. Where do you lie in that? You know, that I was just propped up on my hand listening to you talk, thinking I could listen to him explain some of this all day long. Uh, you and I both, are you are really good friends with someone that I look up to highly, and that's Andy uh, Andy is just a terrific, big-hearted guy that seemingly makes the whole world better. Uh, and Andy has done a lot of that. He's given to people from his heart and so on. And and uh, I do, th and he give to the all the boys that he took care of before he got in the Amazon space. So you and I both know that there is a strong sowing and reaping. Actually, I, I want to say this. There's a Bible verse, uh, and all of us, regardless of religion, know this verse and it talks about, as a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Mm. And, and we all know that. When I was raised, uh, Mr. Peterson, I was always kind of taught that verse as a negative. You know, my mother, uh, my father, various scolding people, they would say, yeah, exactly. They would say, if you sow bad, you know, you're going to reap bad and, and so on. And it was really beat into me. And, of course, that's true. But if, you, if any of us take any version of the Bible you want to take, go on down and read the end of that parable. The very last of that says, uh, and, it, and I don't have it here in front of me, but it's very clear. It's a very positive statement. And it says, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. And it goes on down and it ends it in a very positive way. And, and that's what I think a lot of people miss about the sowing and reaping. They view a lot of times just the negative connotation of it, that if I do bad, I'll get bad. But the opposite side of that is if you do good, you will get good in mysterious ways. In one place in the Bible, it says, have you not reaped where you sowed not? And the answer to that is you scratch your head and go, well, yeah, Lord, I have. Okay, well, that's because you didn't sow here, but you reaped, but you sowed over there and you didn't reap over there. Mm -hmm. I do believe if you're a good person and you live good and you share freely and try to not, of course, it helps to have people on the other end who can accept your free giving and not, stab you in the back with it or screw you with it. That's always the whole kind of the dichotomy here, the opposite end of a parallel, is how do you do that? How do you freely sow to people that won't take advantage of you? Because you and I both, I'm sure, have been took advantage of. So, and it stings when that happens, but you have to try to get back to that, that sowing and reaping from the positive aspect. And because I do believe that it's there. And the whole Amazon space, it has been a little bit difficult for me. See, in the insurance business, if I share that way, I still get a residual. I still get something if I help you to become successful. In okay. the Amazon space, it's it has to come indirect. There's no direct way I can sit down with a John Doe out here and show him how to do X, Y, Z and directly profit. So I have to have faith uh, and do it knowing that I'm going to get it in some indirect way, as you have and Andy has and others. Well, give me an example. Have you gotten indirect help? Actually, yes, I have. Recently on a trip to uh, Iwu, China, with another group of people that were going over there to work that market over there, and they were mostly all either Shopify sellers or Amazon sellers. We met one gentleman that was in our group that sold $22 million last year on Shopify. And by me freely sharing with someone there that was paid to be in this group who was kind of down and out, 
and nowhere near our level or this guy's level or other levels. This guy that sells so much on Shopify, whose name I'll leave nameless here because he does no training, he heard me working, heard me and my wife working with this woman and her husband. And he came up to me and grabbed me by the arm and he said, I'd like to give you some, uh, some free training. He said, I've never seen anybody that would do what you did. And uh, he, this guy was raised by his grandparents and didn't have a lot of strong family. And he said, I would like to meet with you and your wife. So he met with us and sat down and started giving us the basics of Facebook advertising and Shopify. And he spent uh, four, over four million last year on Facebook ads, sold 22 million. And his margins are incredible. And he does it all through buying product and eWoo. So the point was, here I'm helping somebody that's really lower on the food chain, so to speak, in the economics of e-commerce. He hears it, calls me over to the side. I now have his Skype connection. I now have his email address, mm -hmm. his Facebook. And I occasionally I send him a small, simple question. And, you know, it's worked out great. And I'm, I'm trying to learn that arena because that's new to me. And I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. So I kind of have to have a little bit of help and he's doing that. So yes, I just recently have had that to happen to me where I felt blessed big time by a big player uh, just because he saw me trying to help somebody that was actually very low on the totem pole. That's so cool. It's a give without expectation. That's to me, you know, we give a lot, but it's when you do it with no expectation, magically magic happens. All right. So you decide, I was thinking about this because I think, most people would say, well, Gary, you know, uh, you kind of have an advantage. You know, you've been running a business for a long time. You've got that business acumen. You clearly have that business education. I can hear it in your voice just the way you're talking about. You're dropping names like Zig Ziglar. I mean, this is, this is real. You have a big advantage going into this Amazon business because you understand business. So, therefore, some might even call you just lucky. What would you say to that? Well, I tell you what, I, uh, I understand why a person would say that, but I also understand that this, what I don't have is that, okay, to be successful at anything, I don't care if it's raising cattle, running a trucking business, of which I owned a trucking company one time, and um, I don't, I, I've owned other businesses. I don't care what it is you do in life. To be successful at anything, there's two things you got to do. First, you got to learn the tools of your trade, just like Michelangelo or anybody else. You got to learn whether you're a sculptor, painter, whatever you do. But that's fast, brush. right? I can learn that in watching one video on YouTube. But then you have to turn it into an art. <laughs> and that, and see, that's what you've done. When when you listen to Steven Peterson or you listen to Andy Slammons, you understand that they learned the tools and then they turned it into an art. And that's what separates the winners from the losers. Anybody can learn how to scan in a Walmart or a Target. That's tools. Artwork is, could you go into a Walmart Target without your scanning app on your phone and make a decision? I actually have done that as a test just for fun and found out, you know, I could just about do an RAOA business without a scanning app because I can look and know, yep, that's hot, that'll work. The price reduction is good enough for a good um, exit point to be able to get out if it doesn't work. So that, so artistically learning all the tools is what makes people successful. And you know, that's not taught enough in business school yeah. about learning the tools, but develop the art. The art is something that's subconscious. It's like muscle reflex of, uh, you know, Michael Jordan or whatever. I mean, to learn artistically how to do X, Y, Z is the key, the pinnacle to succeed at this business or any business. It's, it's not the tools. And too many people, when they take PL courses or whatever, they focus on tools. They focus on Jungle Scout, Viral Launch, and if I do X and I do Y. But then you've got that whole element. Of you've got to have the yeast in the bread for the bread to rise. Without the yeast, it won't rise. The yeast is the artistic ability to be able to use the tools in a productive manner, which we're just going into the PL space. Um, you know, I, I shared with you via chat a week ago that we had took uh, three previous PL courses and had never launched a product. And now we've well, got well, nine. Let, let's stop there a second. Why? Why Why didn't you well, launch? Because, because I think that's I important to go back to because yeah, most is, people it don't. It is, and I don't mind at all kind of embarrassing myself here and kind of revealing just how smart I'm not. Well, I don't think you're embarrassing yourself. I think <laughs> you're being real, and I think people I, need I to am. hear it because everybody I, I makes it real. look easy. It's I, not I, easy, I, Gary. No, it's not. 
And I'm going to tell you, when I started doing the, the PL for the fourth time, <laughs> I went through two of Andy's courses. So Andy was always my backup and still is his, all of his Facebook page you're going in to learn stuff. Um, but here's why I didn't. I had the insurance industry. My wife was doing the RA and the OA and it was successful. And we were making, you know, 80,000 to a hundred thousand a year doing it. And cause like I said, in, in three years, we've done a little over 2 million. So you can do the math on that. And so the problem I was having, uh, Stephen was I didn't have enough energy left to really spend time in front of a computer screen doing all of the research so if, if you will let me, I'd like to tell a little story concerning Andy. We were at the Prosper Show uh, at ASD in 2017. You actually were there. I seen you at a distance uh, one day in that big eating room where y'all ate at. And I looked, and there's Andy standing there getting a cup of coffee. And I had never personally met Andy, although I'd been in his course. So I stepped over next to him. And of course, he's all buff and good looking, and I'm not. So I stepped over next to him and elbowed him, and I said, hey, Andy, and I introduced myself. And, of course, he knew who I was because I was in his, in his group. So we started chatting, fixing a cup of coffee, and I said, Andy, I've got a problem. I want to launch PL like the rest of you, but the problem I've got, I feel like I'm going to have to shut down my OA and RA business in order to do the PL. So Andy was very respectful to me. He didn't, he didn't treat my comment uh, lightly or rudely. He looked at me very seriously. He said, well, if you don't mind me asking, what are you all selling a month? I said, we're doing 60000 to 120000 a month. And I said, our best month was like 180000 during Q4. And he said, oh, my, I don't know if I don't think you should shut that down. So we went ahead and chatted and got our picture tucked together and so on. And as time went on, I pondered. I was not going to waste his simple comment about, oh, my, I don't think you should shut that down. And as time went on, I understood that man gave me the best answer he could give me. He did me a big favor. And, Stephen, here's why. I do not need someone's permission or approval to be successful. I, Gary Ray, have enough sense to know to be successful, you have to suffer. And if you're not willing to suffer, the, the first letter in the word suffer is S for a dollar sign. If you're not willing to suffer, you will not be successful at anything. And too many, unfortunately, young people come out nowadays not understanding the importance of suffering. Well, I have suffered. Okay, I've had seven surgeries. I've had a lot of physical suffering. So I know pain is part of the process. With There is no pain, there is no gain. So as time went on, almost another year went by, I finally realized, wait a minute. I, I'm going to have to shut this P. I'm going to have to shut down this OA and RA thing, or at least cut it way back, so that I have enough brain energy to sit down with Jungle Scout Viral Launch, whatever, to sit down and get this all figured out. But wait, so, let's just stop there a second, because Gary, that means you failed. If you have to shut it down, that means you failed. That's the only thing. That's and I'm, unfortunately, that's what some people believe. They can't see that sometimes that's when the opportunities come. Correct? Absolutely. We had a full-time employee, too, that worked for us. And here, this person was dependent upon us buying product for their job. And the door opened to where this person wanted to start their own account, and we let them. They started their own account, so that relieved any emotional pressure I had of keeping that person out of job. And I just said, this is it. I'm going to do this. I am going to go to China. I want to go look at product. I want to search ideas. I'm going to do this. These people are not smarter than I am. The problem is I'm not putting the time into this in front of the computer to learn this. So, Well, I want to stop you again yep. because I don't want to lose this point. Remember I asked you earlier about if you had sewn into anybody as you were sewn into. What you just described to me is such a power pro tip. When you're going to pivot and you're affecting other people's lives, and I don't know if this was a man or a woman, but you didn't leave them by the side of the road. You propped them up oh, no. and set them up for probably the most success they could ever have in their life. And so I don't want you to lose track of that. That's a powerful thing. And I think people listening, if they're ever thinking about this, it's the best example I've heard of anyone say how to take and deal with somebody they care about. I mean, obviously, this person worked for you and you cared about. You, you've given them, you've taught them the fish, Gary. I mean, I, have, have that sunk in? Remember I asked you about whether you sewed into somebody, and you didn't give me this example. That's powerful stuff. Actually, just so you know, I don't think it occurred to me 
as clear as it is right now as I'm looking at my office window since I heard you describe that. I don't think that's powerful stuff, Gary. And let me tell this, you, anybody listening, this is a great opportunity. What what Gary just described. You you set them up. Now they and it's not like they owe you. I don't mean it that way. But there is now a deeper relationship. That relationship goes so much deeper. So when you need help, and Gary, you will need help, there's somebody there. Oh, you give me the tingles. Sorry. Sorry. I don't mean to get there. But I just don't, I've never heard anybody say that before. And I'm telling you, that is powerful stuff right there. Well, you know what? This has been worth my time to do this <laughs> because you just showed me something. Uh, because there was a little bit of the little selfish side of me that felt like, you know, well, I did this and taught on this business. And for two years, they've been working for us and learning everything of how to do this. And now they're doing their own thing. But I, I blessed them and I, I, yeah. I, I've helped them since they've left. They've asked for advice. I've given it to them. But hearing you describe that now does make me feel uh, a little warmer. And I, and I needed to. I, I'm, sometimes I'm pretty shallow. Sometimes I'm not as deep as I should be. As You're a, a man. I Hello. try. I, that's you know. exactly right. I Hello. am. And I'm very money oriented. And sometimes that can put a real challenge on my Christian nature and on my inner heart. So uh, thank you for that, Stephen. That was well, very nice of you to point that out. It's, it's the real deal. And like I said, I haven't had anybody yeah. say what they did there. I've heard of people saying I had to let people go. And to me, guess what? My new advice is going to be, hey, let me tell you about a guy named Gary Ray and what he was able to do. And I'm betting a whole bunch of people would say, oh, really? <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, thank you. That, that's, that's very great. cool. Give me the tingles. All right, go ahead. On. Sorry. Well, we, we've now, we, we've launched, uh, well, not launched. I got to get the terminology correct. We now have nine products that are currently being manufactured. Uh, two of them are being shipped tomorrow. The other seven will be on a container coming, uh, first of July. So we're, we've now got the whole PL thing going. We've got, we've yet to make our first sale with it. But we feel like we've got probably 75 or 80 percent of the hard part behind us. When you so think about I'm what pumped. you've learned, yeah, you should be, because look at all that you've learned all this way. And now you're just doing the last piece, right? You guys, especially if you've been doing OA and RA, you guys know how to pack. You know what tape to use, as we always yeah, tease yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah. You know how to, you know, a process. Yeah. You've got all that stuff figured out. You're now in that last phase, which at 56 year old, 56 years old is a pretty cool twist on this, isn't it? I mean, because it's like, we we created this. Yeah, I, and I think probably that's what excites me after so many years of being in the insurance business is the fact of the yeah. actual creation from down to how to design the gift box to everything that we've done here. Yeah, it, it's a full, it's our baby, so to speak. And now I'm looking forward to you know, to doing the launching and doing the PPC and doing the giveaways and whatever to get to page one. Been studying all that. So all of that I'm I'm pumped for. But I, I do want to give credit to this. Honestly, Stephen, if it hadn't have been for Andy saying what he said to me mm. out there in Vegas when he said, I don't think you ought to shut that down. I think I probably would never have done it because when he said that, it created the reverse effect in me of, wait a minute, uh-uh. I don't want to ever look back and blame him and say, well, you know, Andy Slamans told me I should shut this down. You know, that would be disrespectful. That'd be very immature. But I don't have to have the Amazon business. We make a good living off the insurance industry. We eat, so to speak, and pay the rent, if you want to put it that way. But I really want to succeed big in the Amazon space. And we, you know, we had done really well in the RNOA, but the PL space had evaded us. And now I know why. I didn't have enough energy to do it. So I had to go from you know, 60 to 120,000 a month down to 18 to 20,000 a month, which is just stuff she picks up easily, uh, which is what we're doing now until we launch the PL and get it going. So, so it's you a took a step back, right? Yeah. And you took a yeah, step a back. Steps. Yeah. Yeah, but, we did. But you, and let me ask you this. I mean, and, and I'm assuming the answer is going to be pretty smart because you're a smart guy. The stuff that you, you cherry picked what you stepped back into. Fair? Correct. Right. So there's a smart move, right? You already knew, you know, and, I, and I'm guilty of this, so I'm not holier than now, and I don't pretend to be because I've done it. So please, everybody understand that. But it's so easy to say, well, you know, I've got a box going there anyway. What, yeah, you know, I only make a dollar on these things. Let me just throw it in. It's taking up the space, right? That's what we yeah. all have rationalized that. Oh, yeah. I have... I have a warehouse full of rationalization that I keep moving. As a, It's funny. Dean Akers is this uh, CEO guy who's coaching me a little bit. And he said to me, Steve, he's like, that inventory is like a, 
an old girlfriend that you keep dragging around with you, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, God, it's so, and he's got that Southern voice too. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, Dean, you know, but it's true. And so because you were smart about this, because you took a different look at it, maybe with a different lens through Andy's eyes, you're like, hey, I'm going to step back, but I'm going to step back A into, I always call it hassle-less stuff. I don't want hassles in my life. So you get rid of the stuff that's a hassle. You get rid of the low margin stuff that you were doing because you were doing it anyway. And now all of a sudden, you're, my bet is you're more efficient because you want to get, you only have so much time to dedicate this because the rest of your time is developing products. Fair? That's correct. Yeah. And, and I'm really excited right now because now for the first time in, do I dare want to say a decade, decade and a half, I actually have butterflies. Ooh. And I haven't had that, you know, honestly, since I was probably in but my But you're 56, purpose. dude. You're supposed to be playing golf and... You know, know, fading out, I, you're going to be, you know, in yeah. the grave soon. I mean, life's over. And I $1,000 set of tailor-made sitting in a garage now that I haven't cracked this year. Uh, and a lot of times when I go play golf or do anything like that, I just like, eh, I just shouldn't be working. And I just like to work. I mean, money is kind of a scorecard. And what I can do with it, charity or with my children or grandchildren or my church, all of that matters to me. And uh, I just, I don't know, I just like to work. I've always found I could go on vacation and come back to work and actually relax more at work than I did on vacation. Yeah, sometimes and I, I used apologize. to say that too. I got to get back to work to relax. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh... I kind of enjoy it, but it's because I do something I enjoy. But the PL thing, man, I tell you what, whenever we get some sales cranking with that, and I really think we will, we've used all of the intelligent software to find it. Then we used uh, PicFu and some other services to help make sure that images and various things were number one that would compete well. Uh, so I really think we've got all of our ducks in a row and I'm just looking forward. you know, to be successful, you, you got to understand suffering, but you've also got to become a good student. And I think part of what was causing me not to be a good student with Andy's courses was because I wasn't taking the time to shut everything else off and learn it. Well, now we have, and, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm looking forward to a whole new chapter. You know, as I sit there and listen to you talk about being a good student, somebody who didn't go to college, somebody who's old, like yeah. me, old like yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, I'm old too, so I yeah. can say that. Yeah. Um, you have embraced it. I mean, I, I guess most people, egotistically, especially men, would say, you know, I already know that. You know, I listen to Andy's course. I, I know all that. Yeah, right. You don't. And being man enough to admit it and being open enough to listen to somebody who's much younger than you, somebody, uh, you know, who's, you know, listen to little Nate. I always call him little Nate because there's yeah. big Nate, little Nate, but little Nate, you know, he's 24 or something like that, but he's like one of the smartest guys you'll ever meet. And he's like the best dad ever. But it's just the fact that you can listen to him and learn from him because you're open to learning. That's what it is. I think it's, and again, as a guy, it's so hard. I'm the guy who won't ask directions. I'm that guy. I know. Me too. I am too. Know? I am too. But yet yeah. to be, the, again, this kid, I'm going to use this kid, Ben, who uh, I just connected with. Um, he talks about being vulnerable. That's what it is, Gary. You're being it's, vulnerable. It's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you something as we continue down this path. And I know you and I both have a desire to really want to try to help people that may be down and out or close to feeling bad. And that's probably what this interview probably is more geared toward than it, because it's definitely probably not going to help superstars. But maybe for somebody struggling out there, maybe it'll help them. Uh, but, but that truly is having the ability to understand your weaknesses. Well, Stephen, one of mine is, and I can't believe I'm telling this on the air, but I am. I'm going to do it. One of mine is the ability to read. Now, not to read. I can read fine and read fast, but I only have one eye. Now, if you looked at me, you wouldn't know that, but I'm blind in my left eye. So to set and read on, I have two monitors here in my office that I work off of. To set and constantly read that hours and hours of lines and all this is hard on me, really hard on me, especially if I don't have to have the money. It's really hard on me. So I discovered that my wife, she can read three or four times faster than I can. If she reads a story and it says, the man sat down by a hundred year old white oak tree as the sun was in the east, casting its shade to the west. All she gets out of it is man sat down by a tree. <laughs> what I'm getting out of is a hundred year old and it's a white oak, not a red oak. The sun's in the east, the shadows to the west. See, I'm getting all them little details. So what I learned to do was through the private label was, uh, because she really is so pumped up and she's just the world's best spouse. And she's really smart, but she has fear about 
taking action and doing things. She has a fear of losing money and so on. I don't. I'm a risk taker. So what I did was I would share with her, can I get you to learn this? Because you can read this in half the time I can. So you learn this. Tell me what it says to do. I'll go do it. So she would read this stuff, whether it's Andy's courses or whatever. We've had some other courses. She would read this stuff and she'd say, okay, here's what you do. Do this. Click, 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 click. And I'd say, I got it. And I'd go with it. And that actually is what launched us forward in this because I finally had to swallow my ego back up and say, sweetheart, can you just do all the reading and just tell me and then I'll take it and do it. Yeah, but she's and doing it through her risk filter. So you're getting her version of it, which yeah. makes her comfortable because her yeah. risk filter gets through there. You're listening to your wife. How long have you been married, Gary? Uh, she's actually my childhood sweetheart. She was the first girl I ever kissed when I was 11 years old, but we did not marry. We went okay. together three You got times. together. So you, you've been right. together mentally. Years. Okay. Yeah. Because of that, the fact that you're listening to it, that's what makes relationships work right there. You allow her to have her risk filter put into place. So, uh, oh, God, you give me the tingles. I'm telling you. You know, when you think about it, and I understand that we're not giving private label advice. Here's what you need to do. This is the way you place your ad, and you put this comma here, and you, do, you know what? There are a lot of smart people than me who's going to give you that advice. I want you to hear that we're human. You know, here's two old dudes saying we're going to be vulnerable. We're going to talk about the things that aren't so good about us because guess what? Look deep in yourself. You got them too. You want to deny you have them. It'll come up to you someday, and they will catch up to you. Owning up to it and understanding, being self-aware, as Gary Vee always says, be, be self-aware, you know, and then be willing to find others that can help with that. Um, and we were talking pre-show about Andy and I in our warehouse, you know. Yeah. And I, I suggest to people all the time when they're talking about getting a warehouse, I'm like, find somebody else to partner with because it gives you rewards that you just don't know, that we ever knew that you would ever get. And to me, I just think it's such a powerful way to have somebody else that you have some, a relationship with, and now your relationship even goes deeper. And... It just, it just pays back. And again, that's a guy, and it's hard for a guy to admit that I don't know everything, Gary. I just yeah, that, don't. That's exactly right. And you know, you and I were talking before we started recording. Zig Ziglar, years ago, when I was in my 20s, he shared with me and a group of other people sitting around uh, at his house one night uh, when my boss had took me down to Dallas to, to go to Zig's church, First Baptist Church there in Dallas, and, and, and Zig invited us over to his house. One of the things I learned from Zig, and I'm sitting there all you know, eager eared, so to speak, wanting to hear anything he would have to say was that none of us are as together as we appear. Yeah. Everybody is two steps of insanity. And every one of us are a little messed up. Every one of us are hurt. Every one of us have been hurt. We're all struggling, so to speak. Even if we seemingly are flying high, we really aren't. Every one of us are just making it, trying to, some of us may be making it a higher level income wise, but we're all just making it. And that is absolutely the truth. And when you admit that in the mirror, it really helps you to relax more. And I think it makes success uh, a whole lot easier when you can just get through that facade and quit being fake and say, you know, I got to be a student. I got to be a kindergarten student, even though I'm six one, you know, 250 pounds. I got to sit in a desk and I got to learn like a kindergarten student because I want to do Nobody's making me do this. I want to do this. I want to get into that club, so to speak, that PO club. So I've got to learn all this and I've got to do all this. And, and I'm excited. You know, the middle two letters in the word life is if, L-I-F-E, and 50% of life is a chance. Ooh. But the other 50% is intentional. You know, I've heard you and others say all the time that, that success is intentional. Success leaves clues. Well, so does failure. Failure can also be intentional. Failure also leaves clues. And if you want to be a failure, there are specific things that if you do these things, you will flat be a failure. Well, don't, you're not dropping that without telling us some. Go for it. Because I, I was well, going to say, give me some of those. Well, well, one of the specific things you can do that will guarantee that you will be a failure in life is always acting as though you're the biggest best at anything you do. Because when you do that, your spouse is not going to listen to you. Your children are going to turn a deaf ear to you. Your boss is going to kick your butt because people don't like that. So you need to be able to quickly say, ooh, I messed up. Sorry about that. I screwed up. And when you can do that, that's one of the biggest keys to success. And it's one of the biggest reasons. I have a, have a I'll just say this, my brother, who will never hear this recording, but my brother, and I love him dearly, but my brother would never admit failure. If he spilt a glass of water in your house, he, it would not be his fault. Mm -hmm. And he, he has a miserable failure of a life because of it. 
And we've all probably got brothers, cousins, sisters, parents, whatever that we can say this to. So I think I think failure is I used to do some some uh, uh, speakings where I would get hired to do some public speaking. And I had a school system in Illinois that would hire me and go around and give these talks to their various school teachers. And one of the things I gave them was this presentation I had called AIDS, A-I-D-S, Attitude in a Destructive State. And I would teach about how AIDS, the blood disease AIDS, how it slowly breaks down your, your antibodies in your, inside your body and it causes you then to get all kinds of illnesses and eventually you die from it. But so I translated that into the mental AIDS and, and I would simply share with people that if you have these symptoms, you have AIDS, you have an attitude in a destructive state, and it's going to ruin your marriage, it's going to ruin your finances, it's going to ruin your relationships. And here they are, A, B, C, D, E, if you're prone to jealousy all the time, if, if you've got to be the center of attention. And there's, and there's a whole list of things that I created here that if you do these things, you've got AIDS and you're going to be a huge failure. And I just believe that as success leaves clues, I also believe that failure does too. Oh, I love that. I've never heard it said that way. Failure leaves clues also. It's always success. And yeah. yet, you know, um, and you shouldn't run away from failure. You should just learn from it. You should oh, understand absolutely. it and you don't want to repeat it. What are some of the habits? Because, you know, I know we're getting to the end, but I, I don't want to miss this because I can tell that you, well, to be successful for 37 years in the same industry, especially starting at 18, um, you know, obviously that gentleman saw something in you and he recognized that you had that skill. He just helped pull it out of you. But what are some of the personal habits that you would look back at that have allowed you to have the success you have consistently and now in the Amazon world? That's a good question. I had nothing rehearsed or scripted for that. So I'll just <laughs> That's answer good. It, That's what I want. It just a real flows answer. Out of me. I would say, I'll say this. I personally have worked my entire life in the insurance industry but I can actually tell you that I don't necessarily enjoy it. I don't know that I ever have, but yet I have a great life. You can listen to me and tell I'm not somebody that's depressed or full of anxiety. And I think what's caused me to be successful there, I've put into other areas and that's the ability to suffer gladly, joyfully, understanding that work and labor and sweat and blood is part of life. Don't run from it. Embrace it. Have a good attitude while you're doing it. Just as I had in a hospital room recuperating from an eye surgery where I lost my eye, you just you, you just be thankful you've got the one eye and you press on. Well, the key, and I think Anthony Robbins was probably one of the first ones I ever heard really explain this well, the key is to do what successful people do when you don't feel successful. Do what needs to be done when you don't feel like doing it. That's the key to Larry Bird, and that's the key to all the people in life who've been wildly successful, is when they're up, they perform a certain way, but when they're down, they perform almost the same way. Hmm. They still go do, and it's the same thing in the Amazon business. If you're RA and OA, and that's what you're going to do, don't RA and OA when you feel good. RA and OA all the time. Whether you feel good or whether you don't, you do the same thing. I'm going to treat my wife good whether I feel like treating her good or whether I don't feel like treating her good. I'm going to do the same thing either way, regardless. You know, emotions are dangerous. Emotions are like waves on a beach. They can look so sweet and loving and kind, but you let the wrong kind of wave an under the water wave, like a riptide, you let it get a hold of you, it can kill you. And Stephen, you and I both know of a lot of people that the wrong kind of emotion, jealousy, anger, lust, they're all emotions. The wrong kind of emotion get a hold of a person, they'll destroy them. I mean, absolutely wipe them out, bankrupt them. They'll, they'll just ruin themselves emotionally. And they'll end up being in their 50s and 60s, alcoholics, addicted to drugs, whatever. One part and of their life, it infects the other parts when you let that in. Absolutely. And I, and I think as a young age, even up till now, it was simply the ability to do what needed to be done, whether I felt like it or not. I think probably that's that's number one. It doesn't sound sexy, but I really do believe it's the key to the Carl Icons and Andy Slammons and the Stephen Petersons and everybody else. They do what needs to be done, whether they feel like it or not. Mm, that's powerful. You agree to that? I, I do. I sit back and I think about when life hasn't gone so well. It's because I become lazy. Um, I get that envy sneaks in every so often. And, you know, I'm a guy. And, and so real. And so when I don't pay attention, my weight creeps up, right? And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, what's going on? Well, <laughs> you didn't push back from the table. You kept lifting that fork when you shouldn't have. You didn't. I can tell you all the reasons I didn't make it to the gym. Let me tell you, Gary, they're real. Yeah. <laughs> However, when I made it this morning, 
I feel like a million bucks right now. Here it is, uh, noon, my time. I feel like a million bucks. I can't wait to get to the next thing, to the next. I mean, I, I'm excited about the day. Why? Because I made it to the gym. So did I feel like going this morning? You know, no, but I did. And now, you know, so uh, all those examples. And, and so absolutely, I agree with you, 100%. Well, good. Thank you. I, I You inspired me just listening to you talk there. I, I appreciate that. I need that too. Well, I think I think that's the takeaway that I'm going to take away, Gary, from this conversation is that we all need it. I mean, nobody is perfect, right? There's Amen. it's it's just it's just a matter. You're at a stage, and you're in the stage because you chose to get there. Now, I understand life happens, and life has happened to Gary. I think Gary would tell you life has happened to him, right? Yep. In a couple ways, and some yep. some not so good, right? Yep. But you are where you are because you were intentional, because you didn't define yourself by that. You didn't, you, you know, all those different things that you could have defined yourself by. And you've got a lot more than me that you could have labeled yourself and said, that's me. And well, yeah, the inspiration comes from when you see people, uh, Mr. Peterson, that's lost their legs and they go wheelchair shopping. You know, that's a great inspiration to how all of us should be. When some, There was a lady years oh, ago. That's deep. That, oh, it's, it's a truth. It really Ooh. is. There, there was a lady, and I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. If anybody knows who it is, maybe they can post it. But there was a lady that went, she was raped, really horrible situation. And she ended up going on a speaker's circuit and ended up writing books about what happened and how to get through it. And I read her book, even though I'm a guy, I still read the book. And I thought, wow, my gosh, this woman is telling it like it is. And the biggest thing is you don't feel sorry for yourself. If you lose your legs, you go shopping for a wheelchair. If you're, and I, I, in no way am I saying that to be trite. Don't nobody think that. I'm serious. This is coming from a guy that's blind in one eye. I know what it's like to have these challenges. You know, I walk into walls and I mean, I have my physical challenges like that too. Uh, but I really... I do believe that that is the key and the mastery to life, to success. And that is when stuff happens, you just suck it up and you go forth and become successful. You enter the Paralympics. You do things to be, you do not feel sorry for yourself. You cannot sit around and suck your thumb and go, woe is me. Bless my heart. Life's been so rough on me because there's nobody going to bail you out. This is the United States of America. If you can't be successful here, you can't be successful anywhere. And I recently read that there's more wealth in the United States than there's ever been in any country in world history. And I was like, wow, really? And, it, and it's like, that's incredible. If we can't be successful now in this time in history, we would have never made it in the old days. And I'm thankful that I live in the time that I do. It's just now, what are you going to do with it? Well, being the age we are, that we're still so lucky. I, I consider myself so lucky to be able to play in this. I just got, Andy came the other day and he brings this Oculus Go, this uh, virtual reality thing. He said, wait till you try this thing. <laughs> I put it on. I took it off and I immediately ordered it, literally that second. And I consider myself so lucky to be able to be in this world at this age. You know, not like we're old dudes. I don't mean it that way. I'm teasing when I say that. But it's we're fortunate to be able to restart in this way. I came from the old newspaper world, right? Traditional media, 30 years. And now to be able to do it in this world, the current world, and stay I'm, I'm nowhere as advanced as everybody, but I get to play a little bit in it. And it's just such a cool thing. And I think we're blessed because we're willing to do the work. And I, I think so much of it is what you're saying. Just get up and go forward. And yes, it's not easy. And that to me is the best part that it's not easy. That means there's a barrier to entry. That means the cream will rise to the top. That means if you do the work, you can be successful. I just heard somebody say that. If you... Uh, if you do the work, you can be successful. That choice is really up to you. I agree a thousand percent. And and I'm hoping everybody that listens to this passes this down to their children, their spouses, their church members, people in their bowling leagues, whatever. This is a great time in history, and we all should embrace it, work hard, be good to people, be good to each other, be good to this world. We all can make this a better planet. And at the same time, I think we all can make a lot of money doing it, too. You know, one more thing I want to say about this, because I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking. Um, and those people that judge you or look down at you or speak negative about you, I heard this from somebody else. They said, you know, you're not in their shoes. You don't know their circumstances. If you were in that same set of circumstances, given and dealing with whatever they're dealing with, because I usually think they must have some challenges going on in their life, you might make the same choice. So stop judging them. Boy, that's a truth. It's like, ooh, when somebody <laughs> that said that, I'm like, that sat on my chest. Truth. That sat hard on my chest. I'm like, man, because I've been that guy. And it's like, yeah. no, 
you don't know. And so I just try to give people the benefit. I'm like, man, he must be just going through a tough time whenever I get the criticism. And I do. And it's like, I, I understand, man. You know, I'm not going to connect with everybody. I don't pretend that I can. And so that's cool. You know, when I think about this conversation, I think there's so much here. I think there's so much depth because I just think people need to just listen to it again and just realize you're in there somewhere. Every person listening to this has heard something they connected with. And Gary's story, um, I think they just got to realize that there's another side to it wherever they're at and just move past it, like you say. Just keep going forward. Gary, what would you, well, let me ask you this. What's the best way if somebody has a follow up question for you before I close? Uh, they can find me on Facebook. It's, okay. uh, Gary, it's Gary with two R's, G A R R Y, last name Ray, R A Y. And you and I are friends on there and others, so you should see some friends to tie me in who I am. All right. And I'm going to put that link out there because I just think yeah. it's important. I, I just think that there's somebody listening who's going to be like, man, I, I need this guy. I need this guy in my life. And uh, it's a very cool. I feel richer right now, right by this second. I feel so much wealthier. Um, what I want you to do, and I know you've given a bunch of them, but I want you to dig deeper. And I want you to say there's somebody who's, who's probably on the edge of giving up today. Um, walking away from their business, walking away from their marriage, walking away from their friends, walking away because it's just too hard. Can you give us something that you would suggest they do to push through that, to pull through it, to reach out, to do something different to get a better result? Wow, that's really good. I know. I didn't mean to do that to you, but I, no, I, I, I no, can tell I, that this is I, the way I, the conversation yeah, goes. And I guarantee you the best answer I'll have will probably be tomorrow after this recording is over. <laughs> but I will tell you the very first thing that came to my mind. And the first thing that came to my mind is since most of us have some faith, some form of religious faith that we all probably was instilled in us in as, as a child, I would say resort back to that. Um, I, I give a real quick 45-second story and I'll maybe paint the analogy. Uh, a couple of years ago, I bought a new Corvette. And I had it delivered at the National Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, which I live near Bowling Green, so that's kind of my hometown. So the they contacted me and they said, you know, you have a new uh, 2015 Stingray, and we're going to do this very special thing for these wounded warriors at this certain racetrack. Would you be willing to bring your car out here for free and ride these young men that's coming back from Afghanistan, Iraq, whatever, that's wounded, most of them emotionally, uh, and give them rides in your car on the track. Uh, and I said, absolutely, that'd be fun. So I go out there and I'm all pumped up, right? I'm going to have a fun time and, you know, I'm going to take these guys around and I'm very loyal to the military anyway. So I go out there and, and I start uh, giving various rides, just me and like, I don't know, 30 other Corvette guys, but I had the newest one there. So everybody was wanting to see mine. And and I would pick certain ones and I would never pick ranking officers. There was a few of them there. I never pick any of the, uh, higher ups. I always picked the one that kept his head down and acted shy or whatever. So finally, I I, I got this one boy, and it, I mean, he looked like he could pick my car up. He was so strong, and he he got in the car with me, and we started riding, and he started laughing and talking, and then he says, "This is the happiest I've been in like three years." And I said, "Well, it sounds like there's a story there. Tell me the story." So he tells me about how his wife had left him while he's overseas. Mm. He gets blown up in a, a uh, Humvee. 11 people are in that Humvee. I'm sorry, seven are in that Humvee. Six of them die but him. He comes to himself in Germany at the, at the hospital. He's got matter uh, that they're still having to dig out of his skin from bone fragments from the other people. Mm. It's really a bad situation. So then they, after a month, they fly him back uh, to uh, Kentucky, to the base, and his wife is waiting for him, and he's so happy, and he walks up to hug her, and she holds him back, and she says, I found somebody else. I'm leaving you. Oh, my goodness. And he is devastated. Two children. I mean, he's devastated. Here he's suffered like this. So as he's riding in the car with me, he's telling me this story, and I'm a real blubber heart anyway. I'm about to just bawl hearing this. And then he says, so yesterday I was thinking about killing myself. And he said, because I just don't know if I can go on. And I, and I immediately slowed down and let these other cars go by me so I could talk to him. And I said, and I reached over and took hold of his hand like a man would take over a woman's hand. And I take hold of his hand and I squeeze his hand. And I said, let me tell you something. I said, there is a great God. 
and he has a healing salve for your hurting soul. Well, he looks at me and he's big tears in his eyes. And he says, you sound like my grandmother. I said, tell me about your grandmother. He said, when I was a child, every night she would pray herself to sleep. And I said, son, go back to that. Go back to the memory of that faith because there you will find an invisible power that you will not find from any human on this earth. And it will power you and it will give you energy to make it through this. So we have a great time. And finally, I, I rip, turn the car loose and kind of take his breath and show him how fast it'll go. Well, later that day, about dark, I'm leaving the Corvette Museum and after meeting some dignitaries and so on. And this guy comes running across the parking lot. He hollers my name, Mr. Ray. And he's running toward me and he grabs me and hugs me. And I'm just shocked and I'm obviously touched. And he said, this is the best day I have had in X years. Jesus, I'm crying. And I was, so we became Facebook friends. We've touched base. He's doing really well. He's remarried. Uh, things are going good for him and I'm glad. So I would encourage everybody, seek a power that is greater than any human. Uh, lean on that, trust that, work hard, have faith, believe in yourself. Don't feel sorry for yourself no matter what. Do not feel sorry for yourself. Sympathy, uh, inner sympathy you give yourself is a crutch and it will cause you to feel validated to limp all your life. Throw that crutch away and crawl, walk, claw, run, because I'm telling you, being successful and looking at the man in the mirror, it is worth every bit of the suffering you have to do to look that man in the mirror and go, dang it, I did it. When you can do that, you really have arrived at whatever field of endeavor you ever choose to go into. Oh my goodness. Thank goodness I don't have video watching me cry. Gary, thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success. You're a sweet man. Thank you for your time. And uh, to all, everybody listening out there, uh, there is a great life to be had for all of us. So thanks for contacting me. I, I hope the interview will help somebody. Be honest. Did you get choked up? I did. I'm, I'm not lying. I mean, literally, I had tears going down. I said to Gary, I said, thank goodness I didn't have the cameras rolling because I literally had tears coming down my cheeks because he's real. You know, the way he can tell a story. I wish I could tell stories that well. Um, it's just so cool, and I'm so fortunate that I get to introduce him into your life. And I'm hoping that somebody out there has heard this and said, hmm, you mean I'm not perfect and all those mega sellers aren't perfect either? You mean you have to take a step back to move forward sometimes and it's not a failure? Yes, that's absolutely true. Recognizing it is the most powerful thing you can do. So I hope you got some value there. I know I did. Um, and I, I just, hey, reach out to me, reach out to Gary if any of that connects with you. Um, I just love those types of stories because I think that that's what you need to do to move forward in life sometimes. Be vulnerable. It's okay. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.